Welcome to episode 22 of the Babes Talking Business Podcast. Today, we get to hang out with two of our favorite people, Mitch and Mills from MJV Seminars. Mitch and Mills are my personal business and mindset coaches who have mentored both of us through several powerful blocks, including money and mindset. They're the founders of the equilibration process with over 30 years shared experience in the personal development industry. Together they work to empower and teach how to live a more fulfilling life. They've worked and spoken alongside some of the greatest minds in the field, including Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. John Demartini, Dave Logan, Dan Millman, and Paul Bailey, just to name a few. And since founding MJB Seminars, they've transformed the lives of thousands of people, including us and our babes in business tribe. Today, we talk about some interesting topics around money mindset. What does self-worth have anything to do with net worth? What is really stopping people from creating the wealth and abundance they desire? What are some money stories they see arise in people? And do successful people hit glass ceilings? And my favorite question of all, what are some of the strategies people can begin to put into motion to help with money mindset? Make sure you find us on Instagram for a daily dose of business inspo over at Babes Talking Business, where we do a shout out of the week every week. Leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think about this week's episode. And don't forget to leave your Instagram handle so we can tag you and shout you out. You can also check us out on our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com where we have loads of more information, including upcoming events we have on this year. So without further ado, we are so excited to introduce to you this dynamic duo, Mitch and Mills from MJB Seminars. Hello guys. Thank you so much, first of all, for giving us some of your time today, but second of all, for I know how much value you're about to explode our listeners' brains with. And for those of you who don't know Mitch and Mills from MJB Seminars, they're um, our coaches, they're mentors of ours, they're people who we have learned so much from and implemented some incredible strategies, one of them being some really cool money mindset, um, I guess you could call them strategies. Yeah, I think we've actually referred to you guys a few times in few times in our earlier podcast about yeah. how we've mm-hmm. learned about our relationship with money because some of us aren't even aware of the relationship that we do have with money. So, um, yeah, excited for our guys to hear from you and have their minds blown just like you blew mine the first time I met you. <laughs> sure, thanks well, for having us. Yeah, well, Lauren and Shani, we're, we're we're really really excited to be here, and we really really appreciate your time. And um, where our objective now is, let's see if we can uh, turn up the um, the gas top and we can cook some some hearts and open some hearts and, and just call it as it is around there, these questions that you've got for us. We're really excited about answering this stuff. This is cool. I love it. We've got a, a whole bunch of questions here we're really excited to ask you about because I know for me, um, you know, and we've spoken about this in a past episode, our, our money barriers that came up, one of my personal ones were that I didn't see the value of saving. I didn't know how. I didn't. I th- and it came down to self-worth and that's something I really want to touch on with you guys because I know you have this incredible ideology around self-worth equals net worth. So I guess let's just dive straight into it and yes. let's start with our first question. I, I would love for you guys to explain to our tribe 
that ideology around self-worth and net worth. I know a lot of people haven't heard about it and what it is. So we'd love to hear your version. Sure. Well, I think the first thing to understand is um, that in, in our life and in our world, everything is intrinsically linked. So everything is vibration, and because everything is vibration, then everything from the microscopic universe to the macroscopic universe is intrinsically linked. So that means that every area of our life is intrinsically linked. For example, a cool example of this would be if I said to you, does your social life or does your financial life compete with your social life? The answer would be yes. Does your, your, your financial life compete with your work life? The answer would be yes. Does your, your financial life compete with uh, your relationship? Of course. So all of these areas are all intrinsically linked to one another. So we know that our financial life competes with our social life, our social life competes with our family life, our family life, and so on and so forth. And the reason they compete is because they're linked. So um, that's really the, the simplest way to understand. You have to start by letting, getting people to understand that things are linked. Now, that also means that if, if we're building our net worth and we're looking into our bank account and we're watching it grow, we feel appreciative. So as we watch things, if you watch your business grow, you guys are, are MLMers and you have this down to a fine art. If you're watching your, your, your teams grow and your people grow, you feel um, appreciative. You feel like grateful. You feel, um, uh, you feel um, humbled by this. You feel as if you're, you're contributing. And it's the same with your bank account. So if you watch your bank account grow, you, you feel appreciative. You feel that your, your self-worth grow. You feel as if you're contributing. You feel as if you're part of something big. Um, and so we know then that if we're building our net worth, then it's also affecting our self-worth. But if we build our self-worth, it also affects our net worth. So therefore, we know that self-worth and net worth are intrinsically linked with one another. And you can't build your net worth without building your self-worth. And you can't build your self-worth without building your net worth. So one of the questions that we often get asked is, okay, so what happens with people? Why, when they're building their net worth, what does it plateau? What goes on? What does it reach a certain point that it can't get any further? And we've noticed over the many years that we've been doing this, uh, we've, we've been running Mastermind and Money, um, which is you know our two-day event, where over that, over that time period, we've noticed that one of the biggest blocks for people is guilt. And so when it comes around money, people feel, if I build my business, if I build my bank account, then I'm going to leave people behind. You know, that I'm going to get, you know, that I'm going to get judged, I'm going to get ridiculed, I'm going to get slammed, I'm going to get beat up in some way. When in actual fact, it's quite contrary to that. When we build our self-worth, people admire us, people look up to us, people, you know, follow us, they want to buy our products, they want to buy our service, they want to hang out with us. So um, we know then, what we've noticed over time, that guilt is a perception that as a result of the person that you're being, someone close to you is going to have a loss and no gain. And so, um, and so to build on our self-worth, we affect the people around us and therefore we realize that there is no loss without a gain. And, but you, you, know, you have to get people past that plateau point. So to do that, you have to drive their self-worth. You must drive their self-worth. So I think another way to explain it is if you don't recognize what you're worth and if you don't recognize what value you bring to the table, mm. you can never receive fully in accordance with that. Mm -hmm. So if you don't recognize that, like, 
you know, I, I know in years gone by, I had a, a, a good friend of mine learn massage and she wanted to give me this cheap massage. And I'm like, but why would I come to you? You know, you've spent how many hours learning this? How many years learning this? How much money did you spend learning this? And you're devaluing yourself to a point where you're giving me this cheap massage. I'm only going to get a cheap massage in return. So because she didn't have value on who she was and what she brought to the table, she wasn't able to ask for her value in return. So when you don't value yourself and when you don't have uh, um, an understanding of what you bring to the table, of who you are, what you contribute, you will only ever get paid in accordance to how you see yourself because you will only allow yourself to get paid in accordance to how or in, in accordance to how you feel or what you feel you bring to the table. So we're, we're, a lot of people say to us, oh, when my boss um, gives me the pay rise, then I'll feel enough or when you know the world starts to reflect back to me that I've um I'm, I've made it then I'll feel okay it actually happens the other way around you the universe is waiting for you to declare your worth because the universe is never going to declare your worth like nobody wakes up on a Monday morning and goes hey you know what I'm here in the world to help Lauren and Shani declare their worth that's just nonsense. So the universe is waiting for you to declare your worth. And so it's an energetic thing. And you've got to think about it like this. Like if you're on the Serengeti, the lion and the gazelle, the gazelle knows not to go near the lion, but there's no communication between them. Like the gazelle, the lion is not going, hey, gazelle, come on over here. I want to eat you. And the lion, the, you know, the gazelle is not going, hey, lion, would you mind staying away? It's an energetic thing. It's a cellular thing. So as we build our self-worth on the inside, it, it, we broadcast from the inside out. And we're always saying to you guys, listen, you're creating your world from the inside out, boys and girls. Do not rely on the outer world to create anything in the inner world. So transformation of your finances is an inside job. When you, when, when you create a congruency between your self-worth and the place that you want to be financially, it just comes. So get what I just said, get what I said there. Lots of people have this dream of, hey, you know what, I want to be a millionaire. And I walk into an audience and I'll sit down and say, you know, many of you guys want financial freedom here. The whole audience put their hand up. Then you go up and say, okay, many of you guys are committed to getting financial freedom. And, you, you know, day by day you're committed to it. 20% of the audience will put their hand up. And then you go up and talk to one of them and say, okay, tell me what books you've read on financial freedom. Tell me what, tell me what structures you have in place. Tell me what, and they're like, no, well, I don't have any. And I'm like, well, no, I'm just, no, it's going to, I'm going to do it in the future. It's going to happen. No, 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 that's why I'm here. I want to learn from you. It's like, no, listen to me. You're delusional because you've got a delusion is that you're making a commitment. You're making an affirmation to yourself, but you've no commitment to that affirmation. So, so what that means is, is that to be able to have financially what you want, the, the inside has to match the figure that you want to achieve on the outside. Because if the, if the inside doesn't match the figure that you want to achieve on the outside, you can forget about it. Mm -hmm. it's never ever going to happen and then you're delusional it creates conflict in your mind conflict in your heart and then you're having to get around the world lying so so what we help people to do is and our objective as, as you girls both know is that we, we our objective is to show you that you're allowed to have it you're worth it so people think that you sometimes said was you know aren't you guys about money a lot we're not no no money is a byproduct of you working out in your heart what it is you're here to deliver and what it is you're here to do and when you're clear in your heart of what it is you want to deliver and what it is you're here to do, which you girls are obviously both very clear with that, it pays. Mm -hmm. People want to hang out with you because 
That's an energetic thing. Like I said about the Serengeti and the line. When you're broadcasting from the inside out your own self-worth and you're matching that with the target of where you want to be and you have a methodical structure to get there, then it's only a matter of time before the money finds you. Does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. I'm like looking at the next question I wanted to ask you, but I think it kind of teed into that really well, talking about what do you think is stopping people from creating the abundance that they want when it comes to money? I know you mentioned that it's this guilt that kind of comes yeah. up for them, whether it's yeah. they feel like they're going to leave people behind or maybe obviously the link them with that ideology that you explained is it's self-worth. So there's some people yeah. on the line who are kind of like, like I know I want to create this or I know one day that those people that you mentioned before, one day I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah. What do you think yeah. is stopping them? Like what advice would you give to them if they, this is really speaking to them and they realize that is them? Well, I think there's a, there's a few things that are stopping people from getting to that point, but all of them are kind of linked. So self-worth is definitely a big, big thing. People don't realise how how closely connected self-worth is with, with net worth. Um, and it, that's easy to see when you look at anybody who gets paid a lot of money or gets, you know, wins lottery or um, gets an inheritance and all of a sudden their money is just totally squandered and they don't, their level of what they can handle, the, the amount of financial um, stability they can handle is squandered back to the amount that they were handling before because that's where their self-worth is at. So self-worth is a big one. Um, but a lot of that is also tied up in a lineage of that. So we have uh, we have um, uh, conditioned in us, so many of us, that we need to be a certain way that, you know, in a lot of our, a lot of people's minds, money equals um, negative or, you know, money equals, um, or, you know, mum struggled with money. So if mum struggled with money, then I'm going to struggle with money. You know, like they, people don't realise how big uh, uh, an influence our lineage is because uh, we have a subconscious loyalty to the people around us and to the people's to, to the situations and circumstances that got us here. So this kind of leads to why we have our glass ceilings because what happens is is let's say we grow up with um, a mum who did everything she could, right, everything she could, but she could only get so far financially because she was, um, let's say she's a single mum, she's struggling really a lot to help us out and she does everything but she can only get so far financially. And everything she does is for the kids. Mm -hmm. We grow up with this perception that if, and this is a subconscious thing, so it's very important to understand that it's not conscious. Consciously we want to grow. Consciously we want to have everything that we want to have. But subconsciously a part of us stays stuck at the level of mum's uh, financial stability because in our minds, if we were to surpass that in any way, shape or form, we would be kind of saying that mum didn't do a good job in how in all of what she did, she hadn't done a good job. So we subconsciously keep ourselves at the level of the people around us and the people that we associate with and the people that we are loyal to. So, so many people think that loyalty isn't... Um, is an amazing thing. And yes, it is, but subconsciously it can really keep us stuck. So the self-worth thing is oftentimes steeped in a lineage of lack of self-worth. And it's about being able to um, surpass that. So that is another big aspect in terms of blockages to mm. for people. So that's where the guilt comes in. 
because we start to feel guilty about about owning who we are. We start to feel guilty about respecting ourselves. We start to feel guilty about loving ourselves. We start to feel guilty about um, wanting to reward ourselves. We start to feel guilty about accepting that we've actually done an amazing job and we deserve more because our history tells us that this is something that is not um, normal in our family line, yes? Yeah. So as a result of that, we we keep ourselves, we, we, it, it creates a scenario where we keep ourselves playing small. So that's another big aspect in terms of um, in terms of what holds us back, if that makes sense. So people, you know, people when they when they think about, you have to understand that money is just energy, currency. That's all it is. It, it is reward for the levels of self worth that you have inside of yourself. So it's just a currency of of of, of, of trade where we re, we reward each other for our input of time and for our input of effort so knowledge knowledge so when people have a big service that they want to bring to the world and they are clear about that service and how they want to contribute to humanity and they've methodically set out a system to actually be able to deliver that then what happens is when they wake up in the morning they're not emotional around money when they wake up in the morning there is no conflict because all they're doing is just following the method yeah. if that makes sense they're just following the system mm -hmm. so when you when you follow the system there's no emotion there's no guilt there's no there's none of that stuff that gets in the way because your clarity of your vision outweighs the pettiness of anybody's you know poverty mentality so when you have a, a, a very deep vision there's, you, you don't associate with people that have a poverty mentality. So so what we're saying here is that there's actually three main things that you have to have in order to have a money mindset and in order to step up in terms of money. We've talked a little bit about the self-worth thing. Now, that's all about how you think about yourself. So it's thoughts. It's, it's how you think about yourself because if you have a thought that, you know, you're not, you don't, you're not deserving, you're not good enough and things happen to you and so you don't know how to break past that, then your thoughts are a big, big aspect as to what holds you back. It's, yes. imp it's important to understand there that, of course, consciously, people would say, no, I don't have those thoughts. But your conscious mind has absolutely no influence on your reality. Get what I just said there. What goes on in your conscious mind has absolutely no influence on what goes on in your reality. It's what goes on in your subconscious mind that is influencing your reality. That's where it happens. So people will go, I know people, listeners on the other end of this go, no, 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 you know, I think I deserve it. I think I deserve it. And that, but mm. if we really drill down and we really look, if they're running a statement of, you know, I'm not smart enough, I'm not intelligent enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not wise enough, you know, I'm not driven enough. Well, that's what is influencing your bank account. Does that make sense? So if they have that going on and, you know, they've got this, they set this dream consciously to have money, then it creates a conflict because the conscious mind is now conflicted with the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So therefore, what they'll do then is, is they will invent stories to create reasons as to why they shouldn't. So then they go, no, 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 money's a bad thing. And then they'll, go, they'll, they'll, they'll create a delusion around somebody that they saw had money in their lives at one time and they perceived went and did something wrong with it or bad with it and not seeing how there's both sides and everything. And then they will project that onto their own lives and then they run this, this story because you, you hear this with the masses all the time. Oh, money is just bad. 
You know, money's just a bad thing. And all they're doing is, is they're saying, I don't feel worthy enough and I need to be able to tell the world um, that I do. So I'm going to create a lie around money, a delusion around money, and I'm going to project this onto everybody around me and that will allow me to feel safe. If you're going to build your net worth, it happens on the border of chaos and order. That's how it happens. It happens on the border of challenge and comfort, comfort and challenge. It happens on, on, on the border of comfort and uncomfort. You have to be okay with being able to be both of those things and drive yourself from the inside and understand that it's going to challenge your internal view of yourself. But how do you overcome challenging that? So it challenges your thoughts. How do you overcome challenging that internal view of yourself? Well, you have to methodically build your self-worth from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's one massive aspect. Another massive aspect is, like Mitch mentioned earlier, you have to have the right strategy. If you, if you don't have the right strategy, and your strategy has to be really, uh, it has to take out all the emotion around money because, um, like Mitch said, money is just an energy exchange. And when you understand how that works and you have a strategy that aligns with how nature works, aligns with how life works, and you and you follow that strategy meticulously, you won't have any emotion around money. So you have to have a strategy um, uh, that – because and people um, – uh, most people don't have a strategy around yeah. building their wealth. So what yeah. they do is they spend on emotion. They spend money to help fill a short-term need instead of a long-term vision. And so what happens is is that they're because they're thinking that they're not good enough, they're not worthy, etc. and so this is where everything ties in. If they've got the thoughts that they don't deserve, that they will go and do something, buy something, spend money on something that's going to give them a quick fix, mm -hmm. that's going to help quench that short-term need instead of thinking about the long-term vision. So your, your strategy has to have a long-term plan. And we can go into that a bit later if you want to. Yeah. And then the final thing that really steps um, in people's way of not um, growing in terms of having money is that they don't have a reason for it. You have to have a reason for building wealth that's greater than your day-to-day -day life. And everyone's got a reason to build wealth because they want to feed themselves, they want to clothe themselves, they want to um, shelter themselves. But a lot of the time that's the limit for a lot of people. And unless you build your reason, unless you have a greater desire to make an influence and an impact in some way, you won't get paid to do that. You are only getting paid relevant to your reason yeah. for being here. So all of those things, your thoughts, your reason and your strategy, all of them work in tandem to create, once you can work on all three aspects of yourself, of your life, uh, in working on that, you can break through any glass ceilings in terms of wealth. So in terms the, of money, the, the bigger the reason, the healthier the bank account. But the bigger the reason, the more vitalized the human. So the bigger the reason, the more energy the person has. The bigger the reason for you to get out and get out of bed in the morning. When well, I know when people are off track, they can't get out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. When people are off track, they just want to sleep. Because they, they, in their conscious state, they're not able to sustain their dreams and aspirations. So when, if you're not bouncing out of bed in the morning, it means that you're off track. You're not doing on a daily basis what you actually love. And so we're designed here to do what we love. We're, we're, we're here to actually do what we love. And getting back to, 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 to strategy, you know, I meet people, guys, that are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars, you know, and they're broke. They're 
absolutely broke. You know, their PA has more of has more wealth than they have because their PA has a structure in place and they're building their 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 savings and they're they're being smart about what they do. Where these people are earning millions of dollars and they're they're absolutely stone broke. And then and and then you teach them a strategy. And then suddenly, very quickly, the whole thing turns around. Um, but uh, I think it's very, very important to understand that having a strategy in place that is congruent with the, with the laws of nature is absolutely imperative. Because nature's way is the only way. Nature got it right. You know, it got it right. If you look outside, nature got it right. We might be getting it wrong, but nature got it right. So nature will tell you and the laws will tell you, follow the laws. You know, we can predict the trajectory and movement of a ball that we throw because of a series of things called universal laws and principles before we even pick up the ball. So we can know its distance, its speed, its trajectory, where it will turn up within thousands of a millimeter because of a series of things called universal laws and principles. Well, and money is just matter. It's governed by exactly the same principles. So the strategy that we teach you guys, as, as you well know, and you guys follow it meticulously, the, the strategy that we teach you guys is all governed by universal laws and principles. It's like firing an arrow into a barrel of apples. You can't not miss. You can't miss as long as you follow the strategy. Yeah. Absolutely. Another long answer for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And the strategy is actually something we really want to share with our tribe because I know a lot of the girls that we mentor in business are now following it. Um, You have it now available online, which is amazing for people who are overseas, which a big part of our tribe is overseas. So they're all so excited. So we'll definitely share that in the podcast notes so people can get in contact with you. Beautiful. Coming back to something you said that I I really want to touch on um, in regards to energy exchange and money just being an energy exchange. I know the first time I heard this, I was like, what the hell? Like how, how is that, you know, how does that even make sense? And now like being in business for nearly four years and following your strategy and working with you guys, I understand what that means. And what I've found in business is that a lot of people, they understand that, you know, they provide a service, but some people just have this block around receiving the income for their service. So they might come to the world and they might present to the world with this mission and they're so excited and they're gifted and they're knowledgeable and they know they have this incredible service that they can provide. But then when it comes to like the receiving part of it, they've got this like block up and they're like, no, 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 I can't. And so I really want to talk about that. Why do you think people, um, in particular in our industry, but in business itself, why do you think people have a block on receiving money? I know like with sales. Like I was going to say, yeah, they hide behind the word sales. Like we just use that word sales. Like I'm not a salesman. I don't want to sell, but helping them understand that everything's a sell. Like they're they're trying to change their kids' views on drugs. They're selling them an idea. Like understanding that selling is just an exchange of energy for a value. Obviously, you would hope that if you're adding value and you're trying to help people, that there will be an exchange of energy in return. So could you talk into that for some of our people that have got this hang-up on receiving in sales? Okay, so first thing I want to challenge is the concept of sales, Mm. right? Um, When you have true selling, there's an inspiration for both parties. And when both parties are inspired, when, when, when it's an inspiration for me and it's an inspiration for you, it's actually not a sale. It's just an inspiration, if that makes sense. So what happens is, is that people think and people who call it sales as such are basically 
in the mindset, in our experience, that you're trying to trick somebody into, you're trying to be clever and you're trying to trick somebody into getting, um, into uh, parting with money, right, for something in exchange, right? When you're clear about your product and your service and what you provide to somebody, it's never, ever, ever a sale because you can just see that it's an, it's an exchange of value, if that makes sense. There's inspiration for them because they're getting, like, for example, in your industry, what's happening is, is they're getting something that's going to totally transform their health and well-being, right? Because you know it's totally going to transform their health and well-being, it's not a sale. It's you inspiring them to... Um, to uh, a step up into the person that is prepared to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, what you're getting in return then is also an inspiration because what you're getting in return is the ability to inspire more people. So when you are clear with what your product or your service is, it's never, ever a sale. It's always an inspiration. When there's truth in it for them and truth in it for you, it's an inspiration instead of a sale, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So... The reason that people don't want to receive is because they haven't valued truly what it is that they have to give. When you value truly what it is you have to give, you will never, ever question the receiving of of an exchange for that. When you see, now I know you've got stories in your um, examples and in your history, guys, about people whose lives have totally transformed from the products and the services that you provide, right, when you can see the inspiration with that Mm. and when you can totally get that if you hadn't stepped out on a limb for that person, that that person wouldn't be receiving the outcome that they received today, Mm -hmm. then you, you would keep questioning it. The fact that you can see what it gives them, you don't ever question that again if that makes sense. So you only are able to receive in accordance with how much you value what you give. When you see the value with what you give, you would never, ever create a block to receiving. Mm -hmm. So you have to, um, this is where the self-worth comes in as well because a lot of people will say things like, well, I can see where that person, uh, like they, they look up to their leaders and they say, or oh, I can see what, you know, Shani brings to the table. I can see what Loz brings to the table. But I, I don't see what I bring to the table. So because they're looking up at, at other people and they're seeing that, oh, they have more discipline or they have more, um, what, what else? Um, um, intelligence. Intelligence what, or they're, more, they're, they're smarter or whatever in some way. They look up and they say, oh, well, they can. They, it's okay for them. It's not okay for me. So the self-worth thing comes in here too, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But um, when you get clear about the, what, what value you bring to the table and what worth you have in what you're giving, you will never, ever question what you receive. So what that means, so there's a law that governs that. I mean, this is, this is really something that we could drill down with you girls for hours on, right? <laughs> I know. But I, I just, I, it's I, I, this is the short version. This is the short version. It's already gone. <laughs> there's, a, there's a law that governs this, right? And it's called the law of, of it, there's a couple of laws. The first one is the law of least effort. Any effort is alone sufficient. The next one is the law of learning to handle what you got. Mm-hmm. And the law of learning to handle what you got goes like this. To those people that have certainty, presence, and love in their lives and in what they do and yes. in what they bring to the world, 
more is given. So it's it's never a matter of, you know, when, when you would have seen that within your organization and you watch it with your own people, there comes a tipping point where they suddenly get that, you know, somebody comes to them and goes, listen, my daughter was having 16 fits a day. I put this kid on Juice Plus, she's down to three. They were medicating her on over 400 milligrams of blah, 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 blah a day. We're not medicating her anymore. Now, when you have that happen within your organization and you watch a mom come to you and that occurs, you suddenly realize, holy shit, I actually have, I am morally obligated now to deliver this product and service to our people and to the world. So you are now close to the one. You're now close to that one vision, that one mission, that one calling. And when you're close to that one vision, that one mission, that one calling, people just want to participate. It's no longer a sale. Like I cannot stand the word sales because it just it is so degrading to what you, we actually do as human beings. Where sales was all about being clever, you know. I've got this Hoover. I'm you know I'm not sure it works, but I'm gonna sell it to this woman at this front door. We are so far beyond that. It is just like it's a joke. So. The closer you are to the one, meaning the, the, the more you understand who you are, what your service is, understand what you bring to the table and value yourself, the wealthier you become. The more people want to buy your product, hang out with you, buy your service, buy your dinners, buy you clothes, fly you to different parts of the world, put you up on stage. Why? Because you suddenly realize that it's a moral obligation when you have something that is of service to the world to deliver it with the greatest amount of excellence that you possibly can. When you get the full concept of what selling is and when you see it as an inspiration, people are asking for you to do that. They're, They're buying asking for you to sell to them. They're asking them you to care enough about them to actually step out on the edge and push them a little bit because, and I'm not talking about push them, I'm talking about nudging them in the right direction for them, showing that you care enough to actually, you know, to actually care that uh, about their health, to actually care about their life, to actually care about their inspiration, to actually care about them as a, as a, as a woman or as, in a, as a business, whatever it happens to be. People are asking for that. But there's a, there's a gateway. It's kind of like this girls, right? There's a gateway, right? There's a gateway. Sorry, and on that gateway are the signs. There are certain things on, uh, that are wrote on the gate. Like, you know, I'm on social media, so people are going to dislike me. I'm going to have my lovers. I'm going to have my haters. I'm going to be challenged. I'm going to have to, I have this perception I'm going to have to leave people behind. So I'm going to tr have to trust that I'm not going to leave people behind. So there are all of these things that sit on the face of this gate. But, the, you know, the gate is the way. You have to go through the gate. You have to be okay with those challenges because all those challenges are doing is making you account for yourself and who you are and realize that no matter who is listening to this podcast, you are extraordinary. You are a soul in sort of a human form right now getting around in the world. Look around you. Look, think about how unique you are. You know, you are absolutely, you have a one in 97 trillion chance of being here and you're here and you're alive inside of a human form. And 
anything that does not have a purpose or a vision or a mission is taken out. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's, life does not sustain anything that does not sustain life. Mm -hmm. So life takes it out. So you haven't been taken out. So for Christ's sake, you're here. You have something to do. Sure, you're going to have to face those parts of yourself. I, I did it with, we did it with both of you guys. We were there by your side. We held your hands and here's the gate. We got to go through it. Are you guys okay to go through the gate? Absolutely. Let's go through the gate. Now we're way on the other side of this. And when you're close to your vision, you don't attract any of that petty nonsense anymore. Does that make sense, guys? Because you're close to your vision. And when you're close to your vision, it's no longer a sale, guys. People just want on. They want in. They just want on board. Because you guys are living, walking proof that it is absolutely possible for anybody to be able to achieve the dreams and aspirations. Mm -hmm. So that whole sales thing, you just it's just don't even bring it up in the language of what you do, guys. Just have the system help the girls to actually and the guys to actually build on who they are and realize that they're allowed to have it. You're allowed to have it. I mean, we covered this in the Transform Your Wealth um, 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 uh, online, online package that, that you guys are, are putting the link out for. It's covered in there. And the guys can jump in and have a mess around without even purchasing anything. They can just jump in and have a fiddle around and have a look at it. Um, but that's what it's about. When we're, when we're helping people to transform their wealth, we're not really. Money is a byproduct. It comes, money comes in anyway. When you do what you love and you love what you do, money comes anyway. You know, this is, it's, it's really about transforming you. It's really about getting you to blossom and step up into who you are and realize that you you can do it and have whatever you want. And when you do be and have whatever you want, people just want on board. They just want to participate. I really think that's an important point that mm. a lot of people come on for, uh, and, and they think they're coming for money, uh, for understanding yeah. about money, but they're yeah. not. They're coming to understand more about themselves and yeah. what it is about uh, ourselves that's holding us back. And what, you know, people don't want money. They, that's not what they're looking for. No, they're looking for the lifestyle. They're looking for the holidays. They're looking for the the ability to be able to educate, educate their properly. kids in, in, in a way that that, that inspires them. Live in, live in a safe country. They're, they're, that's what people. That's are what people are looking for. It's never like we walk into room. Like we teach people how to master money, and, and that's what we do. It's one of the key things that we do. But when we walk into a room of two hundred people, or even when we walk into conference, there'll be probably approximately two thousand people there this year. Every person that's in that audience, none of them are in there looking for money. You know, nobody's really looking for money. What they're looking for is freedom. What they're looking for is certainty inside of themselves. What they're looking for is to feel okay. You know, that's really what people are looking for. And the key is, is that if you do all of those things, if you have, if you, if you sort out the, your, the self-worth thing and you get the freedom and you get to be okay and you get all those things, the money is a byproduct of all that. Yeah. If the money just comes money anyway. comes anyway. I've got another question for you. So a little bit further on down the track, do you see people who maybe are successful and they have created that wealth and they've had those money blocks maybe earlier on and they've worked through them and you've seen them create abundance, but then they hit this glass ceiling with money. A new one. Yeah, a new mm -hmm. one. Can you talk a little bit about like what, what is that for them or what do you think that is for them and how do they get past that? Okay. It's funny how, um, you know, oftentimes we see um, – in, uh, in what we do, that people are struggling with having money and, and not having money, and then they come up with the same, like, struggles when they do have money. So the same, uh, like, challenges occur whether you have money or whether you don't, and the energy that you put in when you don't have money is actually the same energy that you put in when you do have money. It's just that you 
uh, are organised differently, if that makes sense. So you can you can struggle without having money and then when you're and, and you can be challenged right you can and then all your energy goes in how am I going to pay this bill how am I going to you know get pay rent this week how am I going to do this that's exactly the same energy that goes into how do I manage having twice as much as I had before you know how do I manage this new level of emotion every time we get a uh, a promotion in life. It's a new level of emotion. We're just stepping up into a new level of who we are. Every new challenge we get is designed to help us to really to really um, step up in a new way. So each glass ceiling we have, and we've talked to you guys a lot about glass ceilings, right? Glass ceilings are really about um, having a vision that surpasses that glass ceiling and making sure also that your self-worth and that your loyalties that we spoke about earlier, that your loyalties aren't caught up in those glass ceiling levels. So we've spoken about that a lot in the past. Every time you hit a new one of them, that what you're doing is you're saying, okay, my emotion, right, has been uh, challenged up to, let's say, you know, the $10,000 limit. Now it's a $100,000 limit. Now it's a $500,000 limit. So each new, each new um, glass ceiling is a new challenge, a new um, uh, indication that you've got to go in and look at something different inside of yourself to be able to push past that. So each new step is um, life's way of checking in to see, okay, are you ready for this? Because as you know, Shan, I mean, we've spent a lot of time, you and I, speaking about a lot of this stuff, right? Yes. Every new step that happens along the way, it's like, hang on a second, I actually asked for this. Yeah. <laughs> I actually asked for all the techniques and abilities to be able to get to this place, X, Y, Z, and this current thing that I'm dealing with is actually giving me everything I need to achieve this new vision, this new goal. So it's life's way of making sure that we're staying on track. Is how I see it. So, it's so, giving so, us yeah. go on. So life kind of beckons us. You know, we everybody look, everybody that turns up here in this world has a deep spiritual quest. Everybody has a deep, deep spiritual quest. And everybody that turns up in this world has a deep physical quest. Everybody. So life beckons us. We reach our glass ceilings and then life beckons us to go further, to call us further, to get now, every time that happens, for example, with you, Shani, what we would do is Every single time, we would send you back to the work. So we say, okay, you need to do the process. Follow the process and this, 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 and this. And then we get the message, hey, oh, my God, I have tears of gratitude. This just happened, blah, 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 blah. And it all comes together for you. So it's just about understanding that you, 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 we invite these things into our lives because our higher self is beckoning us to continue to evolve and grow. But you have to follow the method. You've got to, you've got to follow the systems, and you have to have the right systems in place. So then eventually what you're doing is you're, you're welcoming the challenge into your life. You're welcoming the glass ceiling. And this is a really important point. So many people get afraid of that brick wall or that glass ceiling, when you are really working on yourself and when you understand how this process works, you actually invite that because when you see that, you go, okay, now I've got to the highest point that I can get to this level of thinking. Now I have to, I'm being challenged to think of something greater in order to surpass this step. So when you're hitting that glass wall, when you're hitting that brick wall, you are 
right at the point where you're just about to have a new transformation. So you can see it as your guide to turn back and to not move any further. Or you can see it as your very best friend. The thing that's actually, because everything you need to be able to smash through that next level is everything you need to be able to achieve the vision that you had actually dreamed of. So it's just about how you see it. Are you seeing it as a problem or are you seeing it as an opportunity? And then those those events that occur always drive us back to our hearts, right? So we've got to look at it this way. You guys have mastered your industry to the degree that you've mastered it to. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. And you've got further to go, right? Okay. Now, the masters know that the answers lie in the hands of the masses. Or sorry, in the hearts of the masses. The masters know that the answers lie in the hearts of the masses. So you know that in the people that are under you, that are building their lives, you know instinctively and intuitively that the answers for them lie in their hearts. Would you agree? They've got to go to their hearts. Well, the only thing that lies in your heart is love and appreciation. So therefore, when you have these glass ceilings, it's just beckoning you to have more love and appreciation for your life. And when that occurs, for example, with you guys, we just send you back to the work. Go back and do this process on this, 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 and this, and you'll break through. So it's just the ceilings turn up in order for us to break through. But here's one of the common things that happen for people that don't understand that there are systems to actually get you to break through. What they'll do is they read a book and they, the book like blows their mind and it gets them to that outer sphere of influence and like life is really tickety-boo and everything's going really well. And then something happens and it knocks them off their kilter and they find themselves back where they were beforehand and they think, oh shit, you know, I'm back where I was. Where before, You know, last week I was like, I was in the state of love and compassion. I was in flow. Everything was congruent. Everything was going great. Then one challenge turns up and then boom, you're knocked off your kilter and you're back where you were beforehand, right? And what do you do then? You think, oh my God, what am I going to do? I know what I'll do I'll go back to the book so you pick up the book again and you read the book and you get back inspired again and you get back to that outer sphere of influence and you're like you're really congruent everything's in flow and then something happens again and bang you're knocked off your pedestal and you're back where you started again but what happens for people well in that moment you think oh I know what to do I'll just go back to the book again so you go back to the book and then eventually the book you know you find that you just keep building your life and destructing your life and building your life and destructing your life and then that becomes your habit so you sense? get addicted to the construct and the destruct. Mm-hmm. You get addicted to the process of building it to a point and destructing it to a point and building it to a point and destructing it to Getting a point. Getting the partner, losing the partner. Building the wealth, losing the wealth. Mm-hmm. Getting on board with the dream, losing on board with the dream. But the, So you have to follow the processes. The beauty about it is that you guys have these in your hands now. you got to follow the processes to get you to break through those glass ceilings. You know, so your spheres of influence just become greater and greater and greater. And we're always saying, as we said today, the closer you are to the one dream, the one vision, the one mission, the more people want to participate. And the closer you are to the one, the more you attract the many. So being able to break through, understand that when those challenges turn up and those glass ceilings turn up, it's just the way in which the universe says, okay, my dear sweet child, I'm trying to give you more, but in order for me to give you more, I have to get you into your heart, I have to get you more appreciative, I have to build your eminence, I have to get you to a greater sphere of influence, so we gotta go in and we gotta dig in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And in digging in, when we go inside of ourselves, when we go within, we never, ever, ever go without. Make sense? We never go without. I hope that's helped. Mind blown. I was going to say, I'm just thinking of the people that are listening in and because I'm like, I remember the first time I saw you guys, the whole time I was like, 
gobsmacked. Got, like, I've got these guys can't see us. Um, oh, keep on Is that what you're saying? Yeah. People are listening. It's like, oh my but God. you just, yeah, there's just so much, so much truth in what you say, and you deliver it so quickly. I think a lot of people in the line are probably like, "Wow, I got to re-listen." Yeah, <laughs> which is great because this is a recording, so again, yeah. <laughs> So I guess um, we better, we don't want to spend too much of your time, guys. I know you guys are, you know, incredibly busy um, or life is full, I like to say. But I do, I do just want to ask maybe one more, one more question before we, we let you go, because I know, you know, when I first heard from you guys, um, I thought, okay, I get it. This makes sense. I acknowledge what you say and I'm there and I'm ready to work on myself. Like I am ready to kick this in the butt. So for those who are listening and they acknowledge that they do potentially have money blocks and they're ready to, to just break past that, break through that glass ceiling and, and bust down that brick wall, what's the best piece of advice? What's like one thing that they could do today to, to begin their journey and their quest to that freedom that you guys talk about? Can we go first? Or do you want me to? No, you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to – what I would do is suggest um, some self-worth work. Mm. And because as much as the money thing – I can give you a tip, one tip with money as well, but I think that the biggest tip I can give you is to work on your self-worth. Now, we have ways that we do that for ourselves, but one of the real simple ways that you can do that is actually checking in every single day about the traits and characteristics that you bring to the table. And what I mean by that is that they are I am statements. Like whenever you think that you're not uh, achieving something or whenever you think that you are not good enough or whatever you think that you're challenged by something, find out what trait and characteristic you've had to summon in order to deal with that situation and really hone in on a specific time where you've had to be each of those things. So saying I am disciplined or I am um, intelligent or I am wise or I am sexy or I am smart or I am whatever, those are the things that start to build our self-worth and they're the sorts of things that start to really check us in to the fact that we deserve. Mm -hmm. The way that we do that, though, you can't just say the words. You have to actually mean the words. And the way that we do that is to find an actual one specific time where you were those things. If you can just focus on doing five of them a day, ten of them a day, and really start to look at what you bring to the table, everything else will start to come a lot easier for you and I, that's just a very very shortened version of that exercise because I know we, we want to wrap it up now but that is one I think building your self-worth is super important and building um that you know it's so easy to spend our time in negative self-talk in that process of oh I'm not as smart as that person oh that was a silly thing for me to do or I'm not clever or I'm not confident or whatever that's so easy but if we have got that exact amount of time to talk to ourselves like that every day, then we can talk to ourselves in a new way as well. Mm-hmm. So you can, you, and that's just a small, small way to start. Um, I, look, I think Milsey has really just nailed it there. I, I, one of the things I would also say is that, you know, every time you see that life sends you a challenge, 
and we'll call it a trigger because it's a very uh, um, mm-hmm. clicky word at the moment. I got triggered. And okay. um, <laughs> things that that occur like that are, you know, rather than you know doing the normal stimulus response stuff. If somebody pulls in in front of you and you roll down your window and you clench your fist and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe you did that. That's actually the way in which life is actually beckoning you to count your blessings. Mm-hmm. See those moments as. Um, okay, what what do I need to remember about the person that I actually am? So if somebody pulls in in front of you, thank them. Stop and thank them. And, and the way you thank them is to go, okay, who uh, beyond my normal stimulus response here of rolling down the window and getting mad, who am I? Remember who you are. Remember that you're you know you're a divine soul. You're awake and aware in this world right now. You can do be and have whatever you want. And in those moments, declare your worth to the world. Stop and see that. Okay, I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I'm awake. I'm humble. I'm aware. Count your blessings in those moments and start to see those. There's just moments for you to count your blessings and not beat yourself. Up. Yeah, so use them as a, as a way to go in instead of um, reacting the way yeah. that you normally do. Yeah. I hope that helps. That does. That's awesome. And we did that activity, didn't we? The um, declared what what we bring to the table. I loved it. Yeah. It was yeah. Great. That really helped. Great. That really helped. Guys, yeah. we we are so mindful of your time, but we are so grateful for you and just so appreciative of you guys giving us so much gold. I know you guys have so much um, more to say and more to give and your your work has been transformational for us and so many of our tribes so we just want to take this opportunity to say how much we love you and how grateful we are for you um we're going to have some links in our podcast notes so that you know our tribe get can get in touch with you but again we just want to say a mega thank you um you guys are amazing we we're so grateful yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Any opportunity we can to help in any way. And, and to both of you guys, you guys are great leaders. You're an inspiration to your people beneath you and that work alongside you and that work, you know, that you, you inspire to work with. Um, and to all your tribe, you know, we love you guys. Thank you for, for taking the time out. We deeply appreciate this moment. Thank you. Thanks, we hope you love this episode of the BTV podcast, guys. We're loving bringing you these episodes because our mission is to share and add value to your week, whether you're a budding entrepreneur with a little side hustle passion project or you're a veteran in the owning your own business game. Don't forget, if you're loving our podcast, we would absolutely love for you to rate us and drop us some love with some five sparkly stars on the iTunes app. We want to do something really cool and exciting as well. We want to do a shout out of the week on our Instagram for anyone who reviews us. So if you do give us a shout out, don't forget to leave your Instagram handle and or your website so we can share you with our tribe. Don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram by heading over to at Babes Talking Business or you can check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com where we have loads of information about what we're all about and all the events that we have coming up all around the world that you can be a part of, whether it's online or offline. Links for all of the above are in our podcast notes um, and we just want to thank you so much for tuning in. We're so grateful to have you here, a part of the BTV tribe. Much love.